Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! This show is sponsored by Victoria Johnson Coaching and Training Academy, home of Heal Your Life Teacher and Coach Training in Canada. I took her training a year ago and was blown away by how truly transformative it was. Not only do you get the tools that Louise Hay taught herself, but you will become certified with Victoria in a program that is authorized by Hay House and was approved by Louise Hay herself. Also, check out Victoria's number one bestseller, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, which is now available on Amazon. Visit thetraining.ca for more information. That's T-H-E-T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G.ca. Thank you so much, and definitely check her out. Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and as always, I'm so happy to host this podcast because I get to share with you amazing people who've done amazing things in their life and can share with you their journey so you too can have the most amazing life that you deserve. So I'm really, really excited about my guest today, and I'll tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Dr. Capri Cruz, and she is a three-time author, speaker, international mental health therapist, hypnotherapist, manifesting coach, and CEO of a nonprofit profit organization for foster children called Fostering Hearts and Homes, where she teaches them all she did to heal her life so they too can begin to heal theirs. And I read her bio, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman is amazing. So uh, do you want to go by Capri or Dr. Cruz? How do you want me to call Yeah, Capri is great. I love Good. Capri. Good. That's all right, great. Capri. Yeah. So Capri, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. And I'm excited for you to share your journey. And the one thing I ask everybody when they're on my podcast is how did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life? So that's, oh gosh, it's so amazing. I immediately, I have this vision. I was um, walking down Wall Street and I had, I haven't had this memory recollected in a while until you asked that. Um, but I was walking down Wall Street and there was a man and somehow we happened upon each other and we started conversing. And he actually introduced me to a Law of Attraction book. And I'm not certain who the author was, but I'm pretty sure it was probably Esther Hicks. Uh -huh. um, and so um, that was probably my first official introduction to the Law of Attraction because I can remember um, being a little confused and he was explaining it. Um, and then um, I had a, a domestic abuse situation which led to a um, kind of a subconscious, conscious, spiritual awakening. And that's when I really started walking in the Law of Attraction. 
Yeah. And it's, it's like everybody who I have on my show, the one big thing is we come into law of attraction when something bad happens. It's, and, and I think it's because we're at a crossroads where we're like, we can keep going the way we're going, or we just have to search for something beyond this and yeah. give us a way of breathing and finding hope. I think to me, law of attraction is about hope, but I know in your life, just reading your bio, you, you started out not having a lot of hope. And so tell, do you mind sharing a bit of your journey around that? Yeah, of course. Um, today, most recently, I'm the author of a book called Maximize Your Superpowers, which is um, ironic because I grew up not knowing I had any power at all. So I grew up in foster care and, um, you know, when I was a child and even a teenager and young adult in my 20s, uh, I had no clue how my life was unfolding. But now looking back, I can understand. I didn't realize I had any power because um, first and foremost, the people who were supposed to instill power into children, they weren't there for me, which were my parents. And um, over the years, I've learned to have compassion for them because I realized they didn't have very good parents. And parenting is a tough job, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so I you know, everybody doesn't do it well. And so my parents didn't do it well. So I ended up in foster care. And um, from the age of seven until 13, and then from 13 to 15, um, I lived with family members who abused me. And so, you know, the trauma from childhood into late teenage years, um, because after the family abuse, I became homeless, I ran away. And so all of that encompasses um, a couple decades of just fear being induced mm. into me. So my subconscious mind was programmed to be fearful. Mm. Um, and uh, just recently I was speaking with um, someone and she mentioned that the, oh, actually it was yesterday, uh, Nia Peebles. Um, and she mentioned to me in our conversation that the little girl um, was hidden away eventually and my, my, um, <clears throat> my subconscious intelligence took over. And just her reflection of that really resonated with me because you wonder how these children who go through so much trauma, even when I look in my book, there's a picture of myself as a little girl, seven-year-old. I wrote a letter as an adult to the younger self, and then the mm -hmm. younger self wrote a letter back as the introduction to my book. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah, and so I wonder how that little girl endured you know, and when Nia Peebles said that to me, I was like, that's exactly right. Your intelligence, the the other part of you takes over and learns how to be a survivor. Mm. Um, but you never actually really know that you have authentic power until, for me at least, until um, you get to that point that we're talking about now that you get introduced to either spirituality or the power of law of attraction, mm -hmm. something more supernatural. And then you start walking or I started walking in something more authentic energy that was more authentic to me. So now I can't imagine what you've been through because I've not been through what you've gone through. Nobody can understand other people's stories sure. truly. Yeah. But yeah. I often think, you know, when you're in this really habitual negative experience you then what a lot of people do they go into um their 
dysfunctional coping mechanisms, right? And there's, we hide from our truth and we can't deal with it. I mean, to have the power within you to say enough's enough, I'm not going to keep going to these poor coping skills. Cause I know I read in your bio that you were yeah. drinking and I mean, that's why most people I think drink and have all these issues because sure. is they're trying to cope. Um, but what was it about that book with Esther Hicks that like made you realize that you're, you got, you have control of your life. What, what was that turning point? So specifically in the Esther Hicks book, I'm not certain, mm -hmm. but I remember being extremely drawn to that book. I can visualize that book. Um, cause I don't have it with me. It's in my household goods right now, but, um, it was very page turned. And so it was worn cause I uh -huh. kept reading through it. So it really resonated with me. Um, and so it's amazing how these things just show up in your life to uh -huh. help guide you. And maybe in the moment, you don't really understand the impact it's having on you. Right. So I feel like when I read that book, and I believe I read that book twice. In fact, I think I'm going to order it because I'm, <laughs> I'm being drawn uh -huh. to it as we speak uh -huh. energetically. But um, I think whatever it was doing, it was it was nudging me along. It was speaking yes. to me energetically and my subconscious mind kind of gravitated to it. Um, but the real shift that pushed me out of my old coping skills and um, just really awakened me um, completely was the domestic violence situation I was in in my 30s. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so this, this guy I was dating, um, and we had been dating for a few years, we had a dysfunctional relationship. And I actually take full responsibility because I was older. And I find that when I take full responsibility, you know, whatever he takes responsibility for is his path. Um, but when I take full responsibility of my life choices, then I can own it completely, heal completely, yes. and yeah. move on completely. Because um, when you're a victim, you're never going to heal. Yes. Because yeah. I could list off plenty of reasons why he was at fault. And he was in particular instances, but I still have to own complete ownership because mm -hmm. it was my choices, my life, and my consequences. And so in this particular instance, he had my arms pinned down. I was sitting on a couch and um, he was taunting me. He wasn't physically hurting me, but he was, um, he was more of a narcissist manipulator. And so he was like smacking me in my face, but smacking me very lightly. And the point he was really getting across to me was that, um, I had no power in that moment. I had, I could not physically move because he had me pinned down. I couldn't verbally scream or anything. You know, my daughter was upstairs in the, in, in the loft and he, he said to me, if you scream, if you say anything, your daughter will look down and see you being beaten. And so although I wasn't being physically beaten per se, it's kind of like the story of the elephant. You know, you put a, a, a rope around the elephant's neck when they're little and you program them so that when they're bigger, surely the big elephant could break the rope, but he's mm -hmm. been subconsciously programmed. So in that moment, and for years prior to, I was subconsciously programmed that I, I had no power and I lived in fear already from my upbringing. But something happened because I could only sit there and look at him in his eyes mm. and I saw pure evil. 
and I felt my physiology felt helpless and it everything was um everything i was experiencing was kind of superimposed into my consciousness and so it really cracked open my mind and said whoa what is happening in this moment i felt so debilitated Mm-hmm. So that when he let me go, I ran to my car, I got my keys, I ran to my car, I just ran out of the house. My daughter was a teenager. And so she was able to care for herself. And he wasn't a danger to her. He just mm-hmm. was a bad influence, um, period. And so that night, I slept in my girlfriend's parking spot, because she was out. And um, I went to her condo. And when I woke up, just my mind knew everything needed to change. Mm. And so I began doing those things. I sold my house. I moved where he couldn't find me and long enough for me to gain my personal power so that when he did find me, I was unaffected emotionally by him. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It shows us how strong we all are. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it's, especially it's that, you know, for some people it requires something that dire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because uh, that fear was so strong because I never had anyone empowering me. Even when I went into the military, you know, they're pretty fear-based, you know, you, you're preparing for war. I mean, that's the whole point of the military. So when I consciously really understood what the military was, because when I joined, I didn't know. I was just looking for a place to survive after foster care. But when I really understood, I understood that I was a single mother. I had no family who was going to take care of my daughter. And at any moment they could ship me off. And so I was in a constant state of panic. Mm -hmm. And um, so in that situation with him, all of it surfaced. Mm -hmm. Everything I had been, um, that had been embedded in me subconsciously and physiologically just came to the surface and it was time for me to deal with it. And that's the number one step for people. When I, when I coach people and um, a big process and process for me, what I wrote in my book, Thrive and Shine, how to find happiness when life falls apart was the very beginning oh, nice. stages I needed to do was to look at my life for realsies. Yeah. Like I couldn't pretend anymore. I mean, I had, I had dysfunctional behavior too, cause I didn't want to deal with my life. And it wasn't until I sat with that fear and that's the hardest thing for people. And Capri, I love that you had been through so much, but you're willing to sit with your fear, sit with your, I don't know if you had shame or, or probably a lot of sadness, a lot of regret. And, and here in that moment, you looking at it, I don't know about you and I'm assuming this is the case, but when I sat with it, I got through it and I was like a thousand times more compassionate for others, mm-hmm. thousand times more loving towards others yeah. because I had enough love for myself to sit there and look at myself. That was yeah. a loving act for you to do what you did was a loving act. So mm-hmm. tell us more Thank about, you. cause you started, you moved on and you became, you got your PhD and really got your life back together. How did that look for you? Um, well, I'm, I'm on this, I'm on this spiritual journey and I'm being led now. Nice. So, Yay, I love that. Yes. That's my favorite thing about life is being led. Um, you all heard her say it. I know I say it all the time. Oh, do you? <laughs> I do. So you just confirmed yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm definitely being led. And I think uh, different things contributed to that. Number one, um, I was seeking God for many years and during um, my adult years when I just was so miserable and I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, that's a terrible 
place to be. And a lot of people I come across really don't understand how someone can be so miserable and not know what to do. Mm -hmm. But for me, I didn't, again, I didn't have family. And that is the basis of our strength. You know, mm -hmm. at any age, we always go back to our brother, our sister, our cousin, our mom, somebody uplifts us. And so, um, so for me, I just, um, once I started getting rid of the old Capri, right, the old patterns, the old friendships, and I just, I awakened to the fact that I needed to take care of me. I think that was the first step. And I was stationed in Hawaii, so that was really working in my benefit. So I started swimming at night, which is phenomenally healing, to be able to swim um, at nighttime. And I would go to the beach and just sit on the beach at night. That is so peaceful and healing. Um, I bought me a scooter because I love scooters. The, um, mm -hmm. Not the mopeds, but the, there's, you know, they're, they're cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, and I started working out doing things I wanted to do, not just the workouts the military made us do, because that wasn't fun. When you're forced to do stuff, it's not fun. But when you start dictating what you'll do. Um, it becomes a lifestyle. So I started creating a new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And what I know now today, um, and what I teach in my Maximize Your Superpowers online seminars, is you have to create your new identity. You mm -hmm. get to pick who do I want to become. And that's a hugely different perspective who do I want to become as opposed to how do I manage this miserable life I'm in? Right. And oh, absolutely. Coping, and negative coping skills. Right. And that's the part I love about law of attraction because when you realize that you can visualize this life and law yeah. of attraction will bring it to you, then you're like, yes. why would I waste my time on the life that wasn't working? And oftentimes the life that's not working, be like, well, I can't get out of it. Can't get out of it. Yes, you can. And you're yeah. proof of that. It's you a shift in it. focus. That's right. the secret. It's a sh it starts, everything mm. starts in the mind. Yeah. Our reality in the physical form is a reflection of what's going on inside of our mind. And when I understood that, you know, um, that was that was mind blowing. I was like, whoa, okay. So this is why we're supposed to have positive thoughts and create visualizations and things like that. And also I understood the power of the placebo effect because mm -hmm. I study neuroscience as a mental health therapist and a hypnotherapist. And I study a lot about the mind. And so when you start understanding metaphysics, then you realize I don't have to, um, create from a physical place i create from a metaphysical place which creates the physical form yes yes so it's like yes. oh there is a formula to this right and but not only that this is another thing i love and i don't think i've ever brought this up but when we um visualize we raise our vibration we start to feel great we get into alignment right because that thinking about it, no matter how bad life is, you start thinking of something that brings you joy and you sit in that place, you are in alignment. And in the alignment, you're able to heal past wounds. Yeah. So law of attraction is more than just, you know, putting blinders to your past. We cannot heal our past when we're in it. Yeah. We can't heal. We have yeah. to find another way of healing. And that is by being in that alignment because that's where all of our 
inspiration and energy and love. It's pure love. Love, I believe, heals our past wounds. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think love is the answer to everything. everything. And it starts with self-love. Yes. You know? And yes. I think people um, have various definitions for what love is, and so it can get tricky there, but really just self-care and, and having your own best interest at heart. And so when I started having my own best interest at heart, really what started was I put my daughter's best interest at heart as a priority. Mm. And, I, and I hadn't done that prior to that domestic violence situation because I was being um, motivated by so many fear-based ideas. Like, um, I need a husband. I want a, you know, a father figure for my daughter. So when I say I, I want and I need, now I'm, I, I'm squinching my fist because I have to have it. I'm trying to make something happen as opposed to saying, you know, um, you know, what is my spirit telling me is right for me? You know, mm -hmm. when you're energetically motivated, then you're in the flow of what they call the energetic flow. Right. And you, you know, I'm a single mom and my, I was raised by a single mom. And the one thing is we think we need that perfect fit, right? There's a lot of societal pressures. There's a lot of people who think it, and I, I get in that road. Sometimes I go on my little pity party. I'm like, Oh, I'm a single mom. And why didn't I have a normal life? And then at the same time, like, you know what? I love my boys so much and they love me. I'm we have arrived like, and my yeah. mom loved all six of us. She raised six of us on her own and she's all six of us turned out great. And all of us just love her to pieces because she loved us to pieces. So, you know, we got to get out of that, like yeah. what it has to look like. And when you follow your heart, it doesn't have to look anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's two different energies and the law of attraction is a particular energy. And so when we're in the energy of, yesteryear and what it should look like and mm -hmm. all of these constricted ideas and mental pictures and emotions that's not a law of attraction energy that's a forceful energy mm -hmm. and um and i'll tell you very quickly something i manifested just yesterday which uh day before yesterday i it blew my mind. I actually have a file on my phone of the things that I manifest because it happens so often. Uh -huh. But this one was really magnificent. Um, and so sometimes I do it knowingly and sometimes I do it unknowingly. Uh -huh. um, and so I was on Amazon and I was um, going to buy some books. One book I highly recommend is called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's by um, a, a, psych, a psychiatrist from Europe, um, one of them countries over there, Vienna or something like that, but tremendous book. I mean, from word one to all the way to the end, it really talks about how the body keeps the trauma inside the physiology and how the mind and everything works. So, um, and I recommend, <laughs> I recommend the hard book and not the audio because it's so impactful. Every word is so powerful. Uh -huh. I keep rewinding because I'm like, what did he say? What did he say? Uh -huh. So that's a side note. But anyway, I was on Amazon ordering books and then it dawned on me. I wanted to get uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief. Uh -huh. And so Dr. Bruce Lipton is the father of epigenetics. Um, and I won't get into all that, but it just means that your genetics aren't the primary dictator of, of how you develop. Um, and so I was, I remembered, I was like, oh, I need to go to his website because I saw he's given away 
a first edition with a purchase and I wanted the first edition and that led me to his schedule and I clicked on his schedule and lo and behold he was having a conference here in Pasadena this weekend nice that day you know it's a weird synchronicity I saw him speak in uh, Pasadena I went to a conference and he was there and I was just that's so funny that's Pasadena Oh my gosh. And so he is my, my, you know, my online mentor. I have a few online mentors, but he's the guy right now. So when I first started, it was Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn just awakened me to like basic wisdom that my family never gave me. Mm -hmm. And um, so Dr. Bruce Lipton is my, you know, maximize your superpowers kind of mentor because he and I are talking about the same thing. He's just more scientific about it. So anyway, I met him. I took a picture with him and he said he's going to mail me the book. Don't even worry about buying it. And he's going to autograph it and everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just manifested this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's incredible. And I have so many stories like that, but it's incredible when you feel that. And then when you start walking in it and it's, and it's, it's just, when I say you start walking, it, you really just accept that there is this other dimension that you can live in and it's effortless. It's really about what you were talking about. It's about identifying. And what I was mentioning, who do I want to become? You know, what am I being called to instead of me trying to forcefully create a particular lifestyle that clearly wasn't working because we're in dysfunction and substances and stuff to manage. Um, When you walk into the energy of who do I want to become, it's expansive and the world starts opening and serendipitous opportunities and people begin to show up things that you could never do on your own. Yes. Yes. And it's all about getting into alignment and that's the best way to do it. So Mm -hmm. anyway, well, Capri, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your your light. I mean, I'm, I'm only sharing this on audio, but I'm seeing her on video and she's just gorgeous. Love, I mean, beautiful light around you. And I definitely want people to check you out. How is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is caprecruise.com. And um, I'm having an online seminar June 9th, um, teaching seven superpowers that are not in my book to help people get their mind right and get their life focused. And then just Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Capri Cruise. That's it. Yeah. Dr. Capri Cruise for awesome. both of those. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Well, thank you, Capri. Thank you yes, for showing up in this world you. and inspiring others and getting your message out. And of course, being on my show, which I love because yeah. I know, all my guests love me, I know and all my guests who come on make me look so good. So oh, well, you're, you're awesome already. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, you. and that's the beauty of energetically meeting your people. Yes. You know? Oh, that's not true. Every person oh. I have on my podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, we, we, we know each other. We yeah. know. It's not like we just met. Yeah. We get it. And it, it's yeah. so, isn't it crazy? It's like, it's, oh, this is a magical, magical it, world. Yeah. <laughs> and can I just say very quickly for the people who feel lonely in life, that's mm-hmm. what they're missing. They're, yes. it's a, that's a, a negative energy. I feel lonely. And so they have to change their language because the language we use affects our subconscious mind, which creates our reality because it yeah. dictates our behavior. So people who feel lonely, if they would just um, start asking, who does the universe want me to become? Who does God want me to become? Who does my spirit want me to become? And then when you awaken to that slowly but surely, you energetically find people that align with you 
and you realize you're not lonely. You're on purpose now. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you again. And thank you everyone for listening. If any of you have a story to share with me, please reach out at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And thank you again for all of your beautiful love and lights that I'm sure you're radiating out in the world, Capri. You're amazing. And everyone have a wonderful day and happy manifesting. Yes. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.